Welcome to this podcast. My name is Lynn Alderman and I'm the principal of the um, Evaluators Collective. The topic, just before I start the topic, I'd like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land in which we meet. For myself, I'm in Wenham, Australia, so it's the Kwandamooka people, and I pay my respects to their elders, past, present and emerging. The topic for today is um, from the higher education literature. It's um, Big's 3P model of teaching and learning. And the three P's stand for presage, process and product. And the reason I'd like to talk to you about this um, model is it's something I used in my doctoral thesis. So my thesis was looking at the Australian government's reform package to um, initiate three national initiatives in higher education in Australia. And um, when I was looking at the outcomes of those um, three initiatives, one was a learning and teaching performance fund, another was the Australian Universities Quality Agency, and the third national initiative was the um, Australian, Univer- Australian Learning and Teaching Council. Now, each of these initiatives had quite a different purpose to each other, but what I was interested in is using a theoretical model to determine if I could see if the the relationships between those national initiatives were symbiotic. So I'll explain what what the model looks like. So Biggs developed this model in 1996, And he developed it from his working experience, knowledge and understanding and then tested it thousands of times in different um, situations, not just himself but other researchers have also tested it. So it's actually a model that has been developed and applied many times. So under Pressage, there are two boxes that he has in his diagram. One of them is student factors and the student factors um, include things such as diversity, learning community, services, um, the first year transitions into a higher education sector. The second box is about the teaching context and this is what universities prepare for so that they can actually um, provide a learning environment for their students. So it's the teaching context, it's the assessment, it's the curriculum, the leadership, the methodology, the way in which you're going to teach, and the recognition, how, you know, there might be recognition of the academics, recognition of the curriculum, recognition of the um, of the outcomes. The second P is process. And there's a single box there, which is the learning-focused activities. Now, this is the delivery section of the um model. So it includes the environment, real world opportunities, the resources, the library, technology, being online or being face-to-face. It's really what the students do when they're um, engaging in learning. The final P is product and the product has a single box as well. It's the learning outcomes. So it's what are the disciplinary attributes that would make up the profile of a graduate in this program? What are the employment or transition out opportunities? What is the disciplinary um, expertise that they may carry with them? And what are the employment um, transitions out? And what is the evaluation of the outcomes of these students? Now, that's the 
the, the uh, model in a nutshell. And all of those boxes and the three Ps have directional arrows going backward and forward because they're all interrelated. But it, there is definitely a preparation stage, which is the presage, there's a process stage, and then the outcomes of the product at the end. Now, I find this incredibly useful when I'm doing coding work. So in Australia, all universities are, are legally required to collect feedback from their students, and that's usually done through surveys. So I use those surveys, the, the comments from the surveys, and I map them across um, BIG's 3P model of learning and teaching. And then I can determine over time if there's change. Now, why I want to do that is when an academic stage as an intervention to address areas of concerns raised by students. Um, in the next delivery of that course or program, the students are not going to say you've done a really good job. There will be an absence of comments. So it's really interesting to be able to have a theoretical model to map students' feedback over time, the comments, and then be able to demonstrate that you have evidence that students have stopped talking about a concern because that concern has been addressed. So thank you. I hope you enjoyed this podcast.